I read Bill Mollison's quote. He's one of the founders of permaculture. And he said, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. And from that day, I've been obsessed with asking the question, how do we change the world? Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset. This is a podcast that's all about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. In every episode, we go deep with engaging guests who provide tangible takeaways and a whole lot of joy along the way. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoyed having them. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Jim Gale, founder and chief storyteller of Food Forest Abundance. Jim Gale is the extraordinary mind behind Food Forest Abundance and a true force of nature. As an international permaculture advocate, entrepreneur, and CEO, Jim has dedicated his life to transforming the way we interact with our environment, cultivating a sustainable future for all. Jim has honed his ability to manifest success through the practice of inspired visioning and meditation. At the age of 29, he set an audacious goal to retire in three years and surpassed expectations by creating a billion-dollar mortgage company. After indulging in a year of oceanic bliss aboard his boat, Jim's path led him to Costa Rica, where he discovered permaculture and realized its potential to revolutionize our lives. With a vision to bring permaculture to every household on the planet, Jim founded Food Forest Abundance. This groundbreaking enterprise empowers individuals to create their own self-sustaining ecosystem, harnessing the abundant power of nature. Through innovative techniques and a commitment to education, Food Forest Abundance is redefining the way we grow and consume food, eliminating the need for harmful chemicals and back breaking maintenance. As a testament to his unwavering dedication, Jim and his wife Andrea oversee the awe-inspiring Galt's Landing, an off-grid resort spanning 52 acres of ecological brilliance. Nestled in the heart of St. Cloud, Florida, this enchanting oasis boasts thousands of square feet of flourishing food forest, nurturing over 200 different species of delectable food. Complete with a private 430-acre lake, Galt's Landing offers overnight stays, immersive tours, a flourishing nursery, and educational experiences that will leave you inspired to embark on your own sustainable journey. Listen in for some great takeaways about creating and living a sustainable life by design. Well, hello, everyone. I have the pleasure of being with Jim Gale founder and chief storyteller of Food Forest Abundance. I am so excited to have this conversation and welcome to the show, Jim. Oh, thank you so much, Larry. It's a pleasure to be here and to share with everybody, all of your audience, the solution to all of the world's biggest problems. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we have 24 hours to be talking, but we're going to pack a lot of great information into a short period of time. And before we jump into food forest abundance and what you're doing today, 
I think you have a real interesting background. So before we start from where you are, can you give us a little bit of history as far as who Jim Gale is, how you got to where you are today with Food Forest Abundance? I sure can. So I grew up in Minnesota. My mom was actually a farmer and she was completely off grid until she moved to the cities at 18 years old. They grew all of their own food. And then my dad was a pipe fitter. My mom was a stay-at-home mom until she became a real estate agent at about age of 15 for me. I was a wrestler. One of the pivotal moments of my life was when I was 19 years old, my college wrestling coach, Dr. Gary Rushing, had everybody on the team write their goals. And the two previous years were horrible years for me in wrestling and kind of in general. My junior year, I wrestled another fellow named Jerry Martin. He was born on Christmas Eve, 1969, just like me. And we had wrestled five times. I had beat him every time. And it's our sixth time and we meet at the state finals and he beats me. It was it made the front page of the paper. Biggest upset in state. Martin defeats Gale. Right? And then I went through this period of being really bummed out and pondering. My parents and other friends told me I should probably quit wrestling, but I knew that there was something left in me. So when I got to college, my freshman year was a horrible year. And then my next year, I was starting at a new college. When the coach had us handed us the paper to write our goals, my first thought was, this looks like homework to me. And I didn't like homework. So I was kind of annoyed by it. It was a Friday afternoon. (laughs) That paper nagged me because to wrestle, we had to do this. This is something that he said to be in practice on Monday. You have to have your goals on my desk. Well, Sunday night came along and synchronistically, I had just listened to Dennis Waitley, which was the first time I'd been exposed to any type of self-help or motivational speaker. He wrote The Psychology of Winning, which is still one of my favorites today. And I started writing my goals based on what I learned from Dennis Waitley. While I was reading the questions and writing my goals, something happened in my mind, in my body, in my soul. And I started to dream of a compelling future. I started asking myself questions like, well, if I beat this guy and I beat this guy, maybe I could be an All-American. And that was so exciting to me that I started expanding on what I believed was possible for myself. By the end of the evening, I had written that I wanted to be a three-time All-American wrestler and a national champion. When I handed my goals to Coach Rushing the following Monday, he smirked and he almost laughed. And he said, Jim, goals are meant to be something that you can achieve. Right. They're meant to be to push you to the edge of your possibility. There's no way he could do this. And I laughed because internally I had already experienced the vision and the feeling of living with that goal. And four years later, I ended up being a four time All American and national champion inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that was my first kind of step into what's possible. And then I traveled the world. I lived in Hawaii for four years. I backpacked through 37 countries. I lived with the Maasai in Africa. I lived in Chiang Rai in the jungle, all sorts of different places. Karachi, Pakistan and Dar es Salaam. So I experienced a lot of different cultures. I love people. And I was broke when I got home, but I had spent that time while traveling, writing and researching. Again, what's possible? 
In fact, one of the most pivotal books of my life was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Sure. I talk about that one often. It's a big one, isn't it? It is. Gosh, it's so empowering. And when Napoleon Hill studied the most successful minds in history, his deduction from that study was whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. It's amazing. I actually get emotional when I sit in that energy. So I wrote my goals again. I had a teaching degree and I had bartending experience. So when I wrote my goals that I wanted to be retired in three years, when I shared my goals with my friends, and by the way, this is so common for a lot of people, when we share our goals with our closest friends, a lot of times if they're empowering goals, our friends laugh at us, right? Right, right. Or they don't believe we can do it because they don't believe they can do it. So they automatically put us in that camp. Well, three and a half years later, I had met a guy at a bar, Jason, who knew me from wrestling. He said, Jim, come work for my mortgage company. I said, great. What's the pay? He said, well, if you sell a mortgage, you get paid. All right. It was 100% commission. I liked that idea for some reason. So I got excited. I worked for him for three and a half months, worked for another company for three and a half months, then another company. And at each company, I recognized that there's something that I wanted to improve upon. And I started my own company right after that and ended up doing $1.3 billion in gross revenue in three and a half years from scratch. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And then I got kind of sick of the industry because the big short, I mean, they nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) The whole mortgage game. So. I bought a boat. I lived on the ocean for a year, a 42 foot carver motor yacht with twin Volvo 380 diesels. And just, I learned about boating, right? (laughs) Starting from scratch again, almost crashed quite a few times. But then I found Costa Rica. It was 2006 and I had time, I had money, and I started learning how the world is being destroyed by our insane, unsustainable use of resources. I learned the science of permaculture, which means permanent culture. And I got very passionate when I started recognizing how we must make changes or, and by the way, this is my catalyst. I had my first two daughters at that time. And any parent knows that when we have kids, we start asking new questions. What's the world going to be like in 10, 20 years? What's the world for my grandkids going to be like? And I actually went through a period of scarcity. I went through a period of worry and concern and fear. And then I read Bill Mollison's quote. He's one of the founders of permaculture. And he said, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. And from that day, I've been obsessed with asking the question, how do we change the world? How do we catalyze a shift in awareness that leads to mass adoption of simply using our resources wisely? And that has led me to here. So that trip to Costa Rica is really, I guess, the birth of your daughters was really what inspired your mission at Food Forest Abundance. Is that fair enough? That's 100% accurate, yes. So for those of us that don't know or that are listening, what is a food forest? What does that mean? Oh, I'm glad you asked. A food forest is simply a landscape that produces food, perennial plants. And here's the most amazing part. When I said at the beginning of the show, I'm going to share the solution to the world's biggest problems. Deforestation is mostly due to agriculture. 
mass extinction is mostly due to poisons used during the farming process. Cancer, diabetes, and heart disease are mostly due to what we consume in our mind and in our stomach. So when we simply transition half of the 47 million acres of lawn around the United States alone, when we start growing fruit trees and berry bushes and edible landscapes instead of half of our lawns, that will reverse all of the negative trends in our world and food will be everywhere. Listen, we don't have one, but I know a lot of our neighbors, for example, have gardens, right? How does a garden compare and contrast to a food forest and how does somebody then make that shift from, hey, I'm not going to have a garden, I'm going to have a food forest? What does that look like? Well, first of all, I love gardens. Gardens are fantastic. Gardens are typically made up of annual crops, right? Tomatoes and cucumbers, which I love, and squash and pumpkins and all the peppers and spinaches and lettuces and so on. Our landscape at our completely off-grid community here in Central Florida is made up of 99% perennials. A perennial takes virtually, like there's olive trees around the world, like one on the Greek Isle of Crete that has been producing olives for over 2,000 years. One plant, one olive seed went in the ground and created exponential free energy in the form of food, olives. So when I walk outside my house, I see 230 different varieties of edible plants, fruit trees and berries, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, avocados and grapes and 10 types of bananas and so on and so on and so on. And I can literally go harvest food anytime I want. And I'm in Florida, so I can do this any time of year. Now, my friends in Minnesota, they have more food than I have. And they can harvest food in their properties for four or five months a year. And it's a lot of food. So it's a landscape that takes very, very little maintenance, less maintenance than a lawn. No poisons are added. And it provides habitat for life at scale. So what I'm hearing is the garden is really something that just is there for a couple of months out of the year. And then we have to do it all over again the next time we want to do it, whether it's the next season or the next year. Whereas what you're talking about, the food forest is really something that once you plant it, it grows, it's going to be there in perpetuity and continue to provide you with the food and the fruit, et cetera, that you need from it. Yes. A food forest is literally a free energy system. In fact, I'll give you an example. You can count the seeds in an apple but you cannot count the apples in a single seed. It's right. exponential. So a food forest will produce a little bit of food starting like year two, or it depends on what you have, right? Our sweet potatoes within nine months, massive amounts of energy. Our, and those are perennials. They just keep growing and growing. Our yucca, our gingers and turmerics and many more. Our edible lettuces. We've got five types of perennial lettuces that taste way better than any lettuce we buy at the store. And they're free all over the place now. And they're infinitely more nutrient dense, especially because they're not growing with poisons. 
Yeah. So you brought up Minnesota, which is where you're from. By the way, I'm taking a trip there in a couple of days. My son goes to school out there. He lives in Faribault, Minnesota. I can't believe you were a wrestler and not a hockey player from Minnesota, but that's for another time. We'll, we could have that conversation. But you reference like doing this in Minnesota. You kind of glossed over it, but I think it's important for people to hear this and understand. When I think of Minnesota, I barely think I could even have a garden, but it seems to me from what you said, you could actually have this food forest in Minnesota. You just have to take maybe a different approach to it than you would take where you are in Florida. Can you explain that a little bit? You nailed it, Larry. A perennial edible landscape can be done anywhere. The most important part using the permaculture principles is what agricultural zone are you in? So I mentioned that I have over 230 varieties of food growing. My buddy, Chad, in northern Minnesota off the tip of Lake Superior has over 300 different varieties of food growing. He's got eight types of kiwi alone, right? And all the apples and plums and peaches and pears and mulberries and raspberries and blueberries. And I mean, just it's epic. Here's the amazing part. A food forest isn't just for people. He has birds in his food forest that have never been documented in the United States. He has documented the Russian birds. He's got eight types of turtles and seven types of frogs and massive amounts of butterflies and all this life. That's what a food forest does. It's like the Garden of Eden with life everywhere. So what is he doing? I guess he's cultivating at different times and then storing up for the remainder of the year? Or is this giving him perpetual food, fruit, vegetables, what have you, throughout the entire year, regardless of the climate? So the plants in Minnesota are designed to produce in a certain time frame because that's what they've got. So they have been over the generations, over the millennia, they have adapted themselves to bud and to start producing very quickly, starting as soon as the snow melts and the first rains come in April, and then produce a massive amount of abundance by the time the snow falls in October, November. So yes, the key to having complete food self-reliance in Minnesota is canning and dehydrating and root cellars. I want to take a quick break from the show to talk to you about our latest best-selling book, Financial Planning Made Personal. It breaks down complex financial concepts into simple, easy-to-follow steps that anyone can understand. Everyone has a unique financial journey, and this book can help yours. Do you have your copy yet? If not, please go to financialplanningmadepersonal.com and order one today. And I have one more question for you. What did you do today that brought you joy? That's amazing. So I guess the point is, if you could get this done in Minnesota, you really can do it anywhere. (laughs) So let's talk about the permaculture aspect of things. How would the adoption of permaculture change modern farming? What would be the effect if we adopted this holistically across the board? I love that question. So we have approximately 890 million acres of farmland in the United States. Everything we've been taught in our colleges and universities about growing food is wrong. It's absolutely destructive. Using poisons that don't just kill one thing, using poisons that are adapted to match a plant is very destructive for our world. When we adopt this strategy, then 
90% of that 890 million acres will literally go back to forest. It will go back to nature, but not just any nature. When you take a food forest in a particular area and you plant the right types of foods in there, and then you create habitat for birds, the birds and the wind and the rains and the other animals will spread the seeds, right? So Chad, for instance, in Northern Minnesota, he took a survey outside of his food forest on the land, the the public land around. He estimates that over 100,000 edible plants have germinated and are growing around his food forest because of his food forest. So it just has this global impact, really, and a rippling effect is what it sounds like to me. Yes, it's epic. It's exponential. It's fascinating. So listen, I'm a guy who doesn't have a green thumb. I could probably kill an artificial plant if given the right opportunity. Do you need to have a green thumb to do this? Or is it that easy that you don't necessarily need to have that green thumb approach? You need to follow a process. The process is spelled out in the permaculture ethics and principles. The ethics are simple. Earth care, people care, and reinvesting the surplus in a way that builds life. And then the 12 principles are absolutely fantastic. So when we follow those principles through the design process and build soil and design in guilds, a guild is a community of plants that support each other. Some will be nitrogen fixers, legumes. Some will be beneficial insect attractors. Comfrey is a dynamic accumulator. When the comfrey grows up and falls back, not only is it incredible medicine and good food, but it also builds soil. Our job in this world is to build soil again. We've been depleting our soil on a global scale just in an absolutely insane way. When we start building soil, soil is a living system. There's more individual life forms in a handful of soil than there are people on this planet. So we have to love the soil again. Amazing. So I want to take a shift for a minute because you and your wife, Andrea, oversaw the creation of an off-grid resort spanning 52 acres, which you mentioned earlier. What drove you guys to create Galt's Landing And what do you hope that those who visit will take away from their time while there? So Golf's Landing is the culmination of my life's pursuit. I grew up, they called me nature boy. I've always been into loving nature. And then when I started learning about what was going on, like I said- Wait a minute, hold on a second. Am I talking to Ric Flair or am (laughs) I talking to Jim? Nature boy- and a wrestler. I don't know. That's I, right. I, that's right. I've been that, that, that association <laughs> with me many times. <laughs> when I got to Costa Rica, I started learning and we started buying all these fruit trees and I started building these edible landscapes and learning permaculture. And then I started recognizing what's going on in the world. This is about seven years ago. And I said to my wife, who's Costa Rican, my family, I said, let's get back to the United States. Let's create demonstration systems. Costa Rica jungle, there's already food everywhere. The Costa Ricans are way ahead of us in this world when it comes to food production. So we came back to Central Florida to build a demonstration site that would show everybody. Because when we talk about it, people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they see it on YouTube, they go, oh, that's really cool, but I don't think I can do it. When people come to Galt's Landing and they see our Freedom Farm Academy, it changes their life. It literally blows their mind because for the first time, they can 
feel it. It's a vibrational experience. It's like a symphony with all of the senses exploding to life. The sights, the sounds, the butterflies go by, the amazing smells, all of it's there. And then they can eat it. And when people leave, and by the way, we have a 100% inspired rate. A hundred percent of visitors have left and not one of them has said this sucks. <laughs> right. I imagine so. Right. And then, so the next question as an entrepreneur is how do we scale this? So now we've got these Freedom Farm Academies going up in Thailand and Africa and Canada and all over the place. And every one of them becomes a seed of abundance that expands exponentially. And then we've attached a design and installation crew to our business model. So somebody comes to our place and they say, oh my gosh, I want this in my yard. Great, talk to Cameron. He will then help you design and install your own food forest and it's going exponential. The impact I'm sure is really immeasurable. It's hard to even keep track of, especially once they do it. And then the impact that it has on the land around them is breathtaking, I'm sure. It's the difference between life and death of our planet. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I've heard you say about off-grid living, right? That that could actually mean luxury. And I know most people don't think about off-grid living as luxury. How do you inspire more people to consider off-grid living? By demonstrating the joy, the luxury, the abundance, and the health of it, right? We are demonstrating a life in pure joy. We can walk outside. There's so much life and love and joy and food everywhere. And you can feel that it's palpable. Also, we have really good solar systems. We have alternative energy systems coming from all sorts of amazing places. So we have redundancy of power. If there's a blackout, if there's an EMP, if there's a grid failure, we're going to be electrified. We're also building beautiful houses and we're inviting people to stay in our Airbnbs so they can experience what it's like to be completely off grid in luxury while in abundance. Wow. Sounds like a fun time and very educational at the same time. How can you go wrong? So I know you, and I'm going to take a little bit of a, a turn here. I've been somebody who's been trying to incorporate meditation in my life, and I've had ebbs and flows to that. I'm in a better place now with it than I was at the beginning. I gave up many, many a time just because I couldn't focus, I couldn't concentrate, and I finally had a couple people saying to me, well, neither can I. I've been doing it for 10 years. Sometimes the mind's supposed to stray. That's not about that. So I'm wondering if you could share, because I think you've been pretty open about it, that meditation has had a tremendous impact on your life. Tremendous. If there is one thing metaphysical, one thing that everybody could start with to change their inner life, their inner standing, that's taking a breath and being present, right? Remember the old saying, the present is the gift from God. I know it sounds corny, but all truth, all awareness, all new ideas, all creativity is in the present, right? There's no new thoughts in the past. And we can imagine the future through the present. But meditation, which simply to me, and I like to kind of demystify this, meditation for me is simply a mind free of chatter, a mind free of redundant programs that keep going blah, 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 blah. A mind free of fear and scarcity. That's what meditation is to me. It's taking a deep breath and being here now. 
Yeah. I think that's a misnomer to some degree when people think about meditation. They've kind of create this vision of what it is and what it should be. And it's almost unattainable, right? You have to figure out a way for you and then ease into it. You're not going to go from where you are today to being able to meditate in ways that people who've been practicing for 20 years can. It's really a process over time, right? That's exactly right. It's a process, yet it's so simple. Yeah. It's almost too simple, I think. Because our brains have been so programmed to be chatterboxes, right? The most profound thing that we can all do is just sit quietly in a room alone, or even better, go for a walk in nature and just observe the interactions of nature. It's absolutely profound. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I do envy the fact that you can probably do this year round where you are in Florida versus where I am in New York. Some parts of the year aren't as nice as other parts of the year, right? I guess if you're looking at it a little bit differently, it's just a different form of nice when there's two feet of snow on the ground and it's below zero, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's why I'm here, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, for those who are listening, who this is really resonating with, they're like, hey, this is a great idea, food forest, something I can align myself with. But again, kind of like the conversation we had about meditation, when you start thinking about the ideal meditation versus where you're starting, it can get overwhelming. So for somebody who sees the value in this and wants to get started, what do you recommend as a first step for them to kind of get things rolling for them? I would say the first step might be to do a little bit of research and see if it feels good. There is a video out online called Creating Abundance in Your Backyard. It's on YouTube. And Del Bigtree did an interview. He was an Emmy Award winning producer and he put the whole thing together. It's creating abundance in your backyard is awesome. And then if that inspires you and you decide, I want to start growing food in my yard, then get a hold of us and we will help. That's what we do. Now you can DIY this. If you're tight on budget, you can absolutely do this all by going onto YouTube and studying and then asking questions to the Google box or whatever, and then going on and finding out the answers and doing it, right? The other thing for people who want to speed up time, that's where our design services are very, very valuable because a professional designer will design your land to be epically productive and beautiful. And a lot of people with HOAs, they say, oh, they won't allow us to do this and that. Well, actually, in a lot of places, it's not legal for them to stop you from growing food. In Florida, they have a law, Florida-friendly landscapes, where they cannot stop you from doing what's good for nature. And then when they see the design itself, they realize that this is a designed landscape that will be the most beautiful and valuable landscape in the whole community within a year. Wow. And then I guess if they have the means and the interest, right, they could also pay a visit to Galt's Landing to see just on a bigger scale what you've built there to understand how they might be able to do something similar, maybe just on a smaller scale where their home is, right? That's exactly right. And we are also launching a platform right now, a subscription service, whereby the permaculture experts from around the world are going to be standing by to answer every question. So if somebody has a particular 
black mold on a leaf. They could take a picture of that leaf and send it in to our service. And the answers will be right there at their fingertips. Here's what you got to do. Maybe you wrap a copper wire around the tree, or maybe you go buy some compost tea and you put the compost tree on the root system, right? There's answers for everything in permaculture. Our whole motto is turn the problem into the solution. The problem is poisons. The problem is lawns. The solution is take the poisons out and grow food instead of lawns. Yeah, the poisons are definitely a problem. I mean, I don't know down by you without naming names. I could tell you almost every evening there's a class action suit running right now for one of those chemicals that was used very heavily by a lot of people to get rid of some of that unwanted vegetation. And now there's a big lawsuit about it because people got sick. And it's not the first and it probably won't be the last unless everybody moves in this direction, I would imagine. They have paid over $11 billion in class action lawsuits. There's something going on that is absolutely not right. The fact that these chemicals are still at the big box store shelves. It's criminal on every level and we are exposing it as such. And we're also inviting these corporations to sell compost tea instead of this chemical, this destructive. Repurpose to something that won't be harmful. I got you. This has been so educational, so interesting, so inspiring. And on the Midland Money Mindset, we love joy and it's been very joyful. So we ask each of our guests the same final question, Jim, and that is, what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? Oh, God, I love that. As soon as you started asking that question, I took my cell phone and I put it down. And I walked outside in my food forest. I walked outside and I looked at and touched the trees and the foliage that I tasted. I looked at the butterflies. I observed and interacted with our natural system and it brought me great joy. Yeah, sounds like a very joyful experience. So just one other final, final question. Is your nourishment 100% from the food forest at current? Or what would you say the percentage is that you're getting from there versus outside? So I would say right now, our house at Gulf's Landing is like three weeks from being done. I'm currently living in an HOA rental home while that's being <laughs> Right now, it's probably 60, 40, 60% purchased. But what I'm going to do on film for everybody to see is I'm going to learn how to take all of the foods that we produce and turn them into beautiful meals. I am not a cook right now and I don't know how to cook except for the basics. So I'm going to learn to cook with professional chefs, with everybody who wants to be part of this so we can learn how to take this thing full circle. Amazing. I love it. So Jim, we're going to have all of your information in the show notes, but if people want to learn more, they'll have interest. Obviously, we'll have these links that you mentioned in the show notes too, but if they want to learn more about you, what you're doing at Galt's Landing, we'll have that information. What's the easiest and the best way for them to learn more or connect with you? So foodforestabundance.com is our primary website for helping with design and installations. And we invite anybody who wants to be part of the solution to join us because we're looking for designers. We're looking for installers. We're looking for demonstration sites, people who want to live off grid in abundance. So get a hold of us. You can talk with any of our designers for free for 30 minutes. We do a free 30 minute strategy session. 
And then for Gold's Landing, if you want to come visit, it's goldslanding.farm. Come visit us. We have a private 430-acre lake. There's a mile-long paved runway to our east, which we're going to be using for world leaders to land and learn about freedom. And we have a good time. Amazing. Amazing stuff. I could also see a uh, reality TV show about all this, too. It would probably fit very nicely on one of the networks, I'm sure. It's in process. Oh, there you go. Well, Jim, thank you so much for your time. I enjoyed the conversation. I certainly learned a lot. I was taking some notes. If you saw me looking away, I wrote down some notes. So I'm going to look forward to learning more and enjoy the day. You too, buddy. Thank you. I want to thank Jim Gale for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset. Jim has used his ability to manifest success through visioning and meditation to take his life to a higher level. He is now using his abilities to help create a more sustainable world while allowing others to see his work in progress within the confines of Galt's Landing. Imagine being able to supply your family with fresh foods from your backyard. Well, Jim is doing just that and can show you how, and you can experience it all for yourself at Galt's Landing. Jim Gale, Forest Food Abundance, and Galt's Landing can be found across most social media platforms. All the contact information needed to find them can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandmoneymindset.com and smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content and please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. And be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.